Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back. We're back. Bitches. Bitches. <laughs> uh, we are recording from my family room today. Mm -hmm. I needed a change of scenery. I did not want to be in my office. And our studio is getting painted. So that's pretty exciting. One of the walls is dark. Yeah. So they're going to need at least four or five coats to get it done or else it would be done already. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that's okay. We will be in there in a few days, mm -hmm. and I am beyond happy. Me too. Fuck. Me too. I am so sick and tired of having to do this setup all the time. Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, oh. we were just talking about that once we have, have everything set up in the office, it's going to be just set it and forget it. That's it. Yes. You know, like, no more, you know, unplugging it and plugging it in here and all that. No, it's just going to be set it and forget it. Yeah. That's and it. I am so happy me too about that yeah me too and i know um we don't have desks and stuff yet so, like we're gonna go like thrift shopping for furniture and whatnot but we have these costco fold-out tables that we've been using yeah so we can use them in the meantime totally they work until we find a round table mm -hmm. exactly yeah they do work yeah so we can use oh, that but at least it it'll be there and we don't have to do anything with it mm -hmm. exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah so reporting to you live from the sofa Today. It's actually quite comfortable. It's really comfortable. I quite like it. <laughs> I know. And this is where we recorded. We recorded episode the very one. First yeah, episode one. one. The very first one we recorded here. Yeah. Yes. So maybe maybe we need something like this in our studio as well. Like if we can find something used it but cushy and Yeah, but we're gonna have the day bed as well. We're not gonna have enough room for all of this. Oh, the day bed. We yeah, we that. can use the day bed because we're not gonna have enough room for a couch. No. But yeah, day bed. No, I didn't want a couch in there. I just wanted something that we could sit on like comfortably. Yeah, totally. And I think a day bed is a great idea. Yeah, the day bed, yeah, because yeah, we're gonna get a bunch of pillows and stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Can't wait to take pictures. Oh and my god, post them so you guys can see it. I've already been starting to buy artwork and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we're gonna be discussing, one of our topics, ties into some shit that we're gonna be putting in our studio eventually. Mm -hmm. There was something I was gonna bring up when I went like this. Like, what, what were we talking about in that moment? furniture that's not what i was going to talk about like i just, what was it damn it i think it was furniture what anyway. was i going to talk about uh tables furniture day bed pillows buying art all right i don't know but I it tried. had to do with our studio <laughs> well when you remember you can yeah tell them damn it being comfy no anyway when you remember just just Blurt it out. Okay. So you don't forget it again. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I am beyond thrilled that we will have it set up. It only took us a year. <laughs> and we had said initially, I'm sure it's still in our episode. Oh, yeah. That it would take three weeks. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be done right away. <laughs> Not even close. One year later. Uh -huh. But here we are and we're on our way to, it, you know, getting it done. Yes. You know, the painting's going to be done Yes, what, by, like, tonight? It's going to be done uh, by tomorrow? I believe, like, it's still early. It's, like, five, almost six o'clock. So they potentially could do a third coat yeah. today and see how it goes. So it'll probably be done by tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, then carpet will be getting put in soon. Yes. Yeah. So Chantal's dad's friend yeah. is going to be doing the carpet for us. And... I wanted to wait 
for the walls to be painted. Mm -hmm. So that'll be nice. Yep. Before we know it. It was our, our one year anniversary. Chantal reminded me because I forgot. That's what I was going to bring up. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. That's was funny. yeah. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, right. I was going to imagine. Yeah, it was our one year anniversary. Yeah. So yeah. go she, ahead. No, no. She reminded me because um, I don't know. I've been in a weird place, depression and all that for the last month. And that's why we haven't really posted anything. We all have our shit. So she reminded me today or yesterday mm -hmm. today so, yeah that it was our one year anniversary and i was like what yeah on wednesday <laughs> i think it was yeah yeah I we posted so. episode one yeah and i or like yeah the first day we recorded well not mm -hmm. posted episode one but we recorded episode we one. recorded episode yeah. one yeah and i was gonna make a post on it on our instagram and tiktok and stuff like that and i was working and i completely mm -hmm. forgot about it and then when i remembered again it was like this morning before i'd even gotten out of bed and i was like oh right fuck yeah, we just had our one year anniversary. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I got to tell Diana too. Yeah, I completely fucking forgot. Again, just my brain wasn't in that space. Yeah. But it's coming out of a weird space, which is nice. And I'm feeling better. Yes. Mm -hmm. Good. Yep. Good. Yeah. I hate it. I hate, I hate depression. I hate what it does to a person. Yeah, it sucks. I hate what it does to me. Oh, it fucking blows. But uh, yeah, no, I'm kind of slowly coming out on the other side of that which feels really nice so you wanted to talk about some stuff was it those funny signs or <laughs> did you bring them up so that we can <laughs> so we were killing ourselves the other day we were on the phone yes yeah we're on the phone i'm sitting in my office yeah. i don't know where you were but... uh i can't remember okay i think i was in bed <laughs> yeah watching tv anyways we were looking at street signs that are real but the dumbest <laughs> names and and names that you're like there's no fucking way that's for real but they are oh yeah yeah and then cities i was looking at towns and city names and stuff like that like it just blows my mind the shit the shit that we found and some of them are uh pretty fucking funny yeah mm -hmm. and i have compiled a list and that we are going to get made into, I think, actual like road signs. Yeah. We get them printed yeah. and put in our studio. Yeah. So there's going to be the one little like wall that we have. Yeah, and we're going to have all the signs. Yeah. Like street signs with all these names. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be great. Yep. Absolutely. So, yep. So we have like, and they're, these are great too, because they pertain to our podcast as well, right? Like there's, there's other ones most that are just, them. most of them, there are other ones that are just absolutely outrageous, but like, we need them in our office. Yeah. We need them in our office. <laughs> At our studio, whatever. It's yeah, exactly. Office. Same, same thing. Right. There was one that I sent Diana that was so, it's so ridiculous. It's a dog will lick his butt, but won't eat a pickle road. That is a real road. I can't remember what town it's from in the, it's in the U S of I mean, course we can it's in Google map it. Yeah, we would, can Google map yeah, it, yeah. But it's a real street. This name. is a real street. Yeah, this is a real street somewhere in the United States. A dog will lick his butt, but won't eat a pickle road. <laughs> Could you imagine living down that road and having to say that? Yeah. Or write it out every time you mail yeah, something? Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, exactly. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that one... I want in our office or in our that studio. One that oh, one well, yeah. well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I don't we'll, care. We'll, we'll I don't mind. mind. We're going to put the ones that pertain to kind of the like true crime and yeah. stuff. And then we'll see how much space we have. And then we'll do some of the dumb ones. Mm -hmm. I mean, other dumb ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Go ahead. Okay. So this is one <laughs> of my favorite ones. Shades of Death Road. Yep. 
Yeah, Buckets of Blood Street. That one blows my mind. I know, right? Buckets of Blood Street. Yeah, Buckets of Blood Street. Bear in mind, guys, these are all real streets and roads and yeah. avenues and crescents and shit. These are all these are all legit. Wiener Cutoff Road. <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt. I must have wait. Lorena Bobbitt is that what her what her name was? I the know. woman that cut off her husband's dick in Ontario was it in Ontario and then threw it out the window while she was driving down the highway? Oh, I remember hearing about that, but Lorena I don't Bobbitt? know who it was. Whatever. I anyway, I can't remember. Yeah, I just. Uh, anyways, yeah, yeah. So Wiener cut off road creeper lane creeper lane yeah definitely going in our studio yeah camel toe drive <laughs> nothing to do with the podcast no but that is definitely going yeah in it's our studio it's just fucking it's hilarious just so fucking stupid and yeah. funny delete street delete i love that yeah i love it delete great. street yeah delete street big beaver road <laughs> <laughs> Oh my. Right? Tupac Lane. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, me too. Fucking love yeah, it. Tupac Lane I is fantastic. It. Yeah, love it. Slaughter Neck Road. Like, yeah. That's great. That that works. Like, that works. It does. That works. It does. Stoner Street. Fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is definitely going in our studio. Cowshit Lane. Cow. Pardon me. Cowshit Lane. Wow. <laughs> because, well... Because wow, because wow, my personal favorite. Show your tits avenue. <laughs> Show your tits avenue. Oh my fucking lord! I just it's can't. so great. I know, right? Some of the city names that I found and town names were were hilarious, but the street names are better. Yep. <laughs> Some of these street names, it's just like what? oh man, <clears throat> it's so great. Are there more? No, that's all I have written down. Okay. There's a place called Bitchfield. Uh, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Place called Bitchfield. Mm -hmm. But no, that's all I have written down. But yeah, they are so funny. Did we look up? I mean, I didn't. Did you look up a like crazy laws and shit? No, I was going to and I completely forgot. Damn it. Okay. We'll do that uh, for the next episode, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Because, yeah, there's some fucking crazy laws out there, and uh, they're hilarious. Some of them are just hilarious. Oh, man, yeah, I've looked them up before. When I was a screening officer at the airport, and I was downstairs, the screening officers <laughs> and I would do yeah. little crazy laws and just laugh our asses off. Yeah. I was going to say, if you want, yeah. I could just Google them and bring them up. Yeah, sure, I'll pause it right now. Let's just do that. Okay. okay, so we took a small break to look up some of those weird laws. Yeah. And other stuff. I mean, like, you know, break for, you know, she went and got coffee. I let my dog out. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Anyways, yeah. so we're going to tell you two. <laughs> There's a bunch, but two Canadian laws that, like, what? That's all I can say. So. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this place in Prince Edward Island. It's either Suris or Suri. Suri? I think it's Suri. Suri. And PEI. Yeah. Yeah. So Suri and PEI. Boasts a law making it illegal to build a snowman that is higher than 30 inches, <laughs> two and a half feet tall. In Suri, there's apparently less likelihood of a snowman melting than being accidentally stomped under somebody's boot. So two feet, that's the max, guys. In Suri, it's PEI. illegal. The next one hurts me. <laughs> because in Kanata, Ontario, you can paint your garage door any color you want 
except for purple. No purple allowed. No purple allowed. No purple allowed. You will be fined. It's illegal to paint your garage purple. What the fuck? I want to know why. Yeah, like why? What happened? Uh-huh. What happened to that town with the color purple? Yeah. Who who hurt them? Was it Barney? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So apparently, any color you want. Snot green, yellow, whatever. Snot green. Snot green. Oh my God. It's disgusting. That's disgusting. But no purple. Because you will get fined. And that's that. We, I mean, there's so many, but we're not gonna we're not gonna get into all of it. But no, I did want to bring, lots, yeah, I did want to bring one thing up. So I rescued my dog Steffi 17 years ago from a rescue, a small rescue in Guelph, Ontario, and she was rescued from Ohio in the states. And she was a, one of those cases where nobody wanted to rescue her because she was so fucking broken and they abused her so bad. Um, so when I saw her, I was just like, I'll take her. So she turned 18 this, uh, wait, we're in May, right? Yeah. Okay. She turned 18 last month. And I wondered if the, if the rescue was still around again, because it was, it was a small place and I emailed them and I said, is this still a valid email? Is this still, you know, the rescue? And they got back to me, the, the woman, uh, that I had dealt with for my dog, she couldn't believe that Steffi was still alive, like couldn't believe it. And she was so thrilled to see her photos and to see, and she, she was actually jealous. She said, oh my God, you guys are in BC. I'm jealous. I want to be in BC. And I was like, I understand. I really do. But it just like, I don't know. It was like a feel good moment. You know, it's like those little wins. Yeah, totally. And it just made me feel so good that I got to share some photos with her. I haven't talked to the woman in 17 years. <laughs> like after I adopted Steffi, that was it. Never communicated with her again. So, uh, yeah, no, it was just kind of nice to absolutely connect with her and, and yeah. give her an update. And uh, like again, she was just like shocked. Yeah. That Steffi's still alive. Yeah. She couldn't believe it. So anyway, that's my feel good moment for the week. Yay. Yay. All right. Story time? Awesome. Story time. Okay, who goes first? Go. All right. You go first. Okay. My sources are dailymail.co.uk, a YouTube video titled Barbara Skrulova, A Case of False Identity, okbliss.com, and vocal.media.criminal. My triggers are child abuse, sexual abuse, deception, cult activity, religious missions, cannibalism wow okay yeah so yeah my story today is about the crazy person i mean she is fucking nuts barbara skrlova so in january of 2008 norway was thrown into a hysteria when police released a missing persons bulletin and it was of a young boy so they were looking for a 13 year old boy named adam who had joined the Marion Lee School in September of that year. And he had only been there for a few months and, and he disappeared. Oh. Just vanished. Wow. Adam had just immigrated from the Czech Republic with his father, yeah. Martin Farner. I know I'm going to be fucking butchering these names, but whatever. His classmates described Adam and so did the, the like teachers and everybody that had to interact with him as yeah. rather odd. He was a rather odd child. Okay. So in mid-December of 2008, 
The Norwegian authorities released photos and information about Adam with the hopes that the public would come forth with some information. They just needed to find him. They really wanted to get any tip at this point because they had nothing. They had nothing to go on. And they got lucky. People started calling in with some information. So they received tips that led them to the Arctic city of Tromsa, which has a current population of just under 78,000 and just under 65,000 back in 2008. So the local police were able to find Adam. Here comes some of the crazy. (laughs) So when they found Adam, they discovered that he actually was not a 13-year-old teenage boy. He was, in fact, a 33-year-old woman by the name of Barbara Skrlova. Oh, yeah. Yep. (laughs) Who had been on the run for almost a year. Do you know this story? No, but just like a good old classic case of identity theft. Yeah. 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 Sort of. Okay. Sort of. Okay. Yeah. But no, I don't think I've heard of this before. Okay. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. So she got her ass extradited back to the Czech Republic and was questioned by authorities. They wanted to know why and how she was able to pretend and convince people that she was a 13-year-old fucking teenager. Yeah, really. And they wanted to know why she did it in another country. When the initial investigation began, they discovered that Barbara was trying to escape from having to testify in a 2007 child abuse case that she was involved in. So Barbara was able to fool everyone and convince them that she was Adam due to a glandular disease that made her appear much younger than she actually was. To really sell the part that she was a teenage boy, she decided to shave her head. So, you know, she needed to and she bound her chest. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like get rid of the boobies. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Let's get those babies flat. So how did she get into a, a different country without being found, you might ask? Mm-hmm. Well, the story just continues to surprise. She was able to get into Norway without being detected by using the real Adam's passport. So there actually was a teenage boy named Adam. His parents gave her the passport and the father actually went with her like they they were trying to convince the authorities that she was the real adam yeah how i don't know so adam's father went with her so he moved with barbara to norway in order to make their lie more believable so she's obviously not a 13 year old boy moving by herself so once they were successful in their deception barbara escaped to oslo norway with martin uh, so that she could live in hiding as his young son Mm. although students and faculty described adam as an odd child who was very private and kept to himself no one ever thought he wasn't Adam. He was yeah. just weird. <laughs> yeah. They would, they like, they were blown away when they realized it was a 33 year old woman. And, no kidding. Like blown away. His school's principal even said we did react to Adam's behavior because again, odd behavior. Yeah. But it's not easy to know. Children at that age are so different. And it's true. I mean, 13, like, oh yeah. You know, like it could be weird and stuff. And she was definitely weird. So. Yeah, and you're so awkward at that age. Like those That's are what I mean. Awkward times. Yeah, everything's changing. Mm-hmm. You're changing. Well, that's what I mean. Everything, yeah. Yeah, everything, everything's yeah. changing. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, and you're uncomfortable. <laughs> you don't want anyone to look at you. You don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Feel like you're alone in it. Yeah. 
but you're not. But no, like that's but everyone through. feels that. Yep. I remember feeling that. Oh yeah, me too. Yep. Yeah. I remember just like not even being comfortable in my own skin when I was 13. Yeah. So like you said, everything is changing. Yeah. And it feels like you're so alone in it. Like you're the I know. only one who's experiencing what it's like to be 13 and being 13 sucks. It does. It sucks. It does. I would never, ever want to be 13 again. Oh God, no. Uh, I would rather. Or run a teenager, the... actually. Yeah, being I would a teenager, never want to be no, a teenager no. again. Mm-mm. I would rather run the beep test <laughs> than ever be a teenager again. Fuck that shit. Zero interest. Okay. No, no. So anyway. No. <laughs> So they realized that Barbara was pretending to be this young boy. Mm-hmm. It so happens the child abuse case that she was running from pertained to her as she was the adoptive daughter of Clara Marova. Oh. So in May of 2007, a couple mm-hmm. in Czech Republic prepared their home for their new baby. They got the nursery ready with all the furniture, decor, blah, blah, blah. And the last thing they put in the room was the baby monitor. Yeah. They turned it on and surprise, surprise, it actually wasn't the room because they wanted to make sure it was working before the baby was born. Instead, they got connected to the neighbor's monitor. And that used to happen all the time. Oh, shit. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. And they were horrified when they realized that there were two young boys that lived next door. Yeah. They were tied naked in the basement. (gasps) And the baby monitor was there so that whoever was living in the house can monitor them. So the neighbors got that feed and called the fucking police. Oh, wow. Good thing they did. Yeah. Holy, that's crazy. Yeah. Poor things. No kidding. So the other residents of the house were Clara, Katrina, and a girl named Anishka. When police stormed the residence, they were horrified, of course, to find these two boys. Ugh. I'm getting goosebumps. No Restrained kidding. in their basement. The boys were eight-year-old Andre and 10-year-old Jakob, oh. whom had been severely abused. And here is a list of the shit they endured in the basement for a year. Oh. So here's a list. They were tortured. They were locked in cages. Uh, when they weren't locked in a cage, they were handcuffed to a table and forced to stand in their own mess for days. What? Mm-hmm. Um... They were stripped naked, like I mentioned before, and given no blankets or anything to lie down on. No. They were starved. They were beaten. They were sexually assaulted. They were burned with cigarettes. They were electrocuted, scratched with forks. That's very specific. That's it's weird. Specific. Isn't that weird? But That's anyway. Fucked. They were whipped and almost drowned. Like, so, yep. Forced to cut themselves with knives. What? Forced to eat their own vomit. No. Force fed so that they would gain all the weight that they had lost back, like, you know, pre-abuse. So they had got so thin, so they were being force fed to try and gain that back. The three women held the boys down and skinned their legs while they screamed in pain. They would eat the boys raw flesh and would force the boys to eat their own flesh as well. What? What the fuck? Yeah. So the police were obviously like, what the what the fuck? Whoa, that's a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, cannibalism. You're I mean, it's not okay. You're eating. But then to force yourself to eat yourself. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. 
Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. Fucking bitches. Yeah. Oh my god. That's a lot. Sorry, I'm having a bit of a moment, like... It is a trying lot. Trying to wrap my, my arms around that. Your mind around that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah, like wrap your arms around No, that. I... Yeah, yeah. I, I know. And some of the details, like, gross details... I found out after, like I had written my story. Yeah. Oh, is that and the stuff yes. you found out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, I need this yeah, in totally, there because like, totally. what the fuck? Totally. What the fuck? How did you end up, sorry to interrupt you, I don't mean to cut you off. How did you find like a two part, like how did you later find out that you had other information that you could add to it? Like, so I researched the main person that I'm talking about, Barbara, mm-hmm. and that was like my only search. But then I was like, there, there must be more to this story. Yeah. So I started typing, like researching everyone else involved oh i see okay and then all of a sudden this could have been a 20 page story but i'm yeah but i'm i'm keeping it very short yeah for obvious reasons yeah uh, sorry i was just gonna say speaking from experience yeah Yeah. you don't want to do that no (laughs) it's exhausting it is is so exhausting (laughs) uh but yeah so i'm giving you guys like the bullet point gross not okay yeah bullshit yeah of this story so the two women in the home were arrested on the spot and the two boys were taken to hospital for treatment. Obviously the authorities searched the house once they were all out and they found a 13 year old girl named Anishka who was also taken to the hospital as a victim who had been adopted by these two women. When Anishka left the hospital, she was taken to a children's home, but managed to escape without a trace a few months later. Wow. She just, that's it. Just vanished. Just vanished. After the disappearance of Adam, the investigators were somehow, and I don't know how, able to put some crazy-ass puzzle pieces together and realize that Barbara was also Anishka and Adam. No! Yeah. Yeah. She was the same person. Yep. Same person. Wow. So they continued to investigate Barbara and the abuse case of these poor boys, Andre and Jakob, and learned some not so great truths. And again, I I named some of them earlier and I'm again getting goosebumps. So the two women in the house, this is going to fucking blow your mind, were sisters, Clara Morova and Katrina Morova. Clara was the boy's mother and Katrina was their aunt. Wow. Holy. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no kidding. What the fuck? <sighs> Both of the boys. Both of the boys were Clara's boys. Yeah. And she had a really bad divorce and took the boys and moved in with her sister. Okay. And then the two of them started doing all this fucked Jesus up shit. Mm-hmm. So apparently what initiated the divorce, and it was it was a very not okay divorce like you know some are very kind of you know what it didn't work out let's you know, yeah this was an ugly divorce yeah it was yeah. just nasty nasty so there were two things i found online so i do not know which one is the truth but apparently what initiated the divorce was the bizarre behavior that came from their youngest boy andre but other sources say it was clara's strange behavior that led to the divorce i i believe that more yeah me too yeah i believe that Versus the, the sons. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So Clara's neighbors described her as a good, loving mother. And they would see her playing outside with the boys all the time. Like, all the time. 
They never thought that she would be capable of participating in any form of child abuse, let alone towards her own kids. Right? How fucked do you have to be in the head to want to torture your own kids and then to carry through with it and the shit that they did? Yeah. Eat them and then make themselves eat themselves. Like, what the fuck? Like that? I mean, all of it was bad. But that? Yeah, that kind of just like it goes like above and beyond the call of crazy. Yeah. But. There's always a but. Always a but. They do recall the neighbors that Clara would tell them that she was destined to fulfill a mission from God. Oh, God. Jesus fucking Christ. And her sister, Katrina, would also tell people that she had a mission from God. No. You know, God, I... fuck you, man. Stop telling these crazy people to do shit like this. Like skin their fucking kids and eat them and ugh. If that's actually what's happening... Okay, for one, like, I mean, in our opinions, God doesn't exist. Yes, but if that's I know. actually what's happening, God's a dick, and I will fucking tell him to his face. No, oh, yeah, I've always said that. Right? Yeah, like, I will if tell actually, him to his fucking face. If there actually is a heaven or hell, yeah. and I get to meet the fucker. God's an asshole. I'm going to tell him. Yeah. Because he really is. Absolutely. Kids die of cancer. <sighs> animals get beaten to death. Kids get tortured and stuff. God's a dick, and I'll tell him to his face. Where the fuck is he? And don't tell me. Exactly. Don't tell me. Uh, uh, he works in mysterious ways. Oh, yeah. Don't fucking give fuck me that shit. That. It makes me so mad when people say that. Me too. So mad. Anyways. So the two sisters apparently had missions from God. So more crazy. Okay. More crazy. Yeah. So pre all of this. So pre the sisters being arrested and all that shit. They joined a cult run by Barbara's father. And the cult was named the Grail Movement. The movement brought in a mixture of Christian ideologies as well as New Age views. It was founded in the 1940s by self-proclaimed messiah, Oscar Ernst Bernhardt. Hmm. This story has everything, man. Clearly. It's got everything. Yeah. It's, their sacred text was written by this messiah, Oscar, and titled The Light of Truth. His supporters came from across Germany and Austria. He built a compound where he had his supporters live. And in 1938, Oscar's The Light of Truth was seized by the Nazi party. I get The story has everything. Yeah. The Nazis are even involved. I was not expecting to hear <laughs> I know. the Nazis too. Like, I know. The story literally has everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> After Austria came under German occupation, he was imprisoned for six months before being exiled to the Saxony Mountains. After the fall of the Nazi party, Oscar continued to work on the light of truth, and it grew to several thousand members across so many countries. Wow. In 2007, the cult branched off, and the sisters and Barbara basically took over that. Okay. There was no name. I couldn't find a name for it, but there was a branch of the cult that they now are a part of and potentially running. Yeah. So Claire and Katrina were looking for religious purpose. These crazy sisters knew that Anishka was actually Barbara. What? And not the teenage girl or whatever. So they knew. She is the one that introduced them. So Barbara introduced these sisters to the cult where her father, Joseph, was the cult leader and was grooming Barbara to take over the cult. 
Whoa. The story has everything, I swear to God. So you like plot twist after plot twist yeah. after plot twist. I know, I know. Sorry, I'm going to pause this for a sec because my foot... Sorry, guys. I actually had to stop the recording because I started getting a foot cramp and they are brutal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had to fucking jump and make it go away. So the story continues. Joseph, Barbara's dad, is the one that convinced Clara to adopt Barbara. Okay. Yeah. So Barbara brainwashed the sisters to torture and abuse the boys. And she was a willing participant as well. So she was a part of everything, the abuse and all that. Yeah. Like, it just, anyway. Yes. It was also discovered that Adam's parents were a part of the cult. What? The ones that gave her the passport and shit? They were a part of the cult. And were trying to help Barbara escape under the orders of her father, Joseph. So they were following the cult leaders. This is so intertwined. Right? This is so intertwined. I'm having a hard time keeping everything straight. Yeah. It, uh, like I said, the story has like literally everything. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It, it really does. Yeah. When the three women were finally interrogated, they all turned on each other, which always happened. Oh, yeah. That always happens. And played the victim. They were all a victim. Barbara claimed that she had been brainwashed by her father into the cult. She believed that was what she was meant to do, that she was meant to take over the cult. Yeah. Initially, she didn't admit to the abuse that she inflicted on the boys. So Clara, the boy's mother, initially said that she or didn't admit to the abuse. Neither did Barbara, neither did their aunt Katrina. But she said that she would receive text messages with instructions from Barbara's dad, the cult leader. Yeah. On what to do to the boys. Unbelievable. So she'd get these text messages on, here's what you need to do to fuck up your children's lives. Uh, These instructions were how she would torture them. And again, like following because she was looking for something. Yeah. She testified that she never wanted to kill her sons. She just wanted them to blindly follow the cult. She went, I'm laughing, but it's not funny. No, I know. She went on record saying, yes, I know now I hurt my children, but I never intended to. Bitch, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Sorry. You knew what you were doing. That shit doesn't fly. No. Especially because you're an adult. They are children. You're an adult. Eight and ten. Eight and ten. The way she came across and everything I was reading is like, well, this is what I was told to do, but it was never to kill them. Yeah. It was just to punish them or get them to follow the cult or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, punish them for what? I know. Not being a fucking dumbass like you are. Right? Uh. Why? Why? I know. Ugh. She then said that horrible things were happening then, and I don't understand how I could have let all that happen. Not much was released about what Katrina said, so her sister, but it's assumed she also tried to incriminate her sister and Barbara because they, again, they all kind of turned on each other, but there's no actual records of it. Public records, anyway. When the claims about Barbara's father's text messages were investigated, the number was tracked back to Katrina, her sister, Mm. revealing that she was the one that was sending these abusive messages to her sister. Wow. So she wanted to see her fucking nephews suffer. What the fuck? Fucking psycho bitch. Anyway. They're all psycho bitches. Psycho bitches. 
All of them. The three women were all found guilty, thankfully. Yeah. Clara was sentenced to nine years in prison. The sister, Katrina, was sentenced to 10 years in prison. And the reason why she got the extra year, they're saying, is because of how she was initiating the text messages and the torture on the boys. Yeah. I mean, she deserves more than that. They both do. Yeah. Nine years. What a slap in the face to those boys. I know. Yeah. And Barbara got five years in prison. Wow. All three have since been paroled and today are free. This crazy case of false identity has been ins- inspiration for a bunch of movies and like TV shows and stuff. Oh, really? So you may have watched this, The Orphan or Orphan with that girl. I don't know. Oh, shit. Okay. So there's an, uh, one that just um, like the original is I can't remember how old. And then the other one came out, the prequel came or sequel came sequel, out this yeah. year. And it's basically the same thing. It's this, it's a horror, but this young girl gets adopted by this family and she's not a young girl. And in the movie, oh, you can yeah, see her bounding yeah. her breasts and, and she is like torturing the boys and all that kind of jazz. So those movies were based on this bitch. Okay. Crazy. Mm-hmm. That's fucked. That's it. <laughs> That's that. That's fucked, man. It's fucked. It's a lot of fucked up. Yeah, it really is. Great job. Thank you. you. Yeah, you did amazing writing that. Thank you. I I just kept finding shit (laughs) about it. And I was like, I need to include that. I need to include that. Like, I I didn't want it to seem like, oh, it was just, you know, someone stole someone's identity. No. The cult was involved. There was... Nazis? Nazis? (laughs) Cannibalism? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? What the fuck is right? What, what was what was going on? What was actually going on? I don't know. But the bitches are free now, and that pisses me off. Yeah, me too. They should never see the light of day ever again. No. Yikes. Yeah. Well, again, great job. Thank you. You're welcome. Yep. Okay. Do you need a pee break? No, I'm okay. Thanks. I'm good. I need a pee break. Okay. Do you mind? No. Yeah. How dare you? Absolutely not. No peeing for you okay excellent job diana once again thank you golf clap that was a fucked up story that was so fucked up (laughs) that was just like plot twist after plot twist after plot twist i know it was nuts i know yeah i actually at one point had to be like am i reading this the same story yeah totally (laughs) yeah it's the same case yeah and it was and i was just like okay anyway nuts (laughs) Well, I can't wait to hear yours. Here we go. Here we go. So my sources are Britannica.com, EastLondonHistory.co.uk, SciHi.org. I named my story Malicious Society. Trigger warning for psychological and physical abuse, extortion, humiliation. Listener's discretion is advised. All right, friends. So my story is about the tragic and unfair treatment of Joseph Merrick, known as the Elephant Man. Oh! Oh. Yeah. His story's always fascinated me. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay. Oh, I can't wait to hear your spin on it. It it really is a, fuck, a sad but amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. It's tragic. But yeah, very fascinating. Joseph was born on August 5th, 1862 in Leicester... Leicestershire, England. Those are two separate words. I hope I'm saying them right. (laughs) 
um, to parents Mary Jane Merrick and Joseph Rockley Merrick, and he had four siblings. <clears throat> Joseph was described as a normal kid, as normal as you can be during Victorian ages. Mm-hmm. Some say that Joseph began developing his deformities at age two. Others say age five. Either way, at a very young age, Joseph's body completely betrayed him and began causing him horrific problems. Aww. Sorry, my nose is so itchy. Oh, I don't know if I have like a cat hair or something. Well, maybe. On the inside of my nose, but it's driving me nuts. Is my fan bothering you? No, it's okay. no, not at all. It could be allergies too. Yep. But I just have a tickle inside of my nose. It's driving me nuts. Hmm. Anyways, um, I'm going to start that over again. You can pick it and you might get Alzheimer's, but you can pick it. Yeah. And get rid of the, yeah, might the get, tickle. Yeah, might get Alzheimer's. <laughs> I don't want Alzheimer's. Some yeah. say that Joseph began developing his deformities at age two. Others say age five. Either way, at a very young age, Joseph's body completely betrayed him and began causing him horrific problems. The deformities affected his skin and bones. It progressed very quickly and was debilitating. His head increased to three feet in circumference with masses of spongy skin hanging from the back of his head, across his face, and the majority of his body. The bones began deforming as well and grew masses across his body as well. This tragedy rendered it impossible for Joseph to make any facial expressions or the ability to speak clearly. While his left arm was virtually unaffected, his right arm was severely deformed as well, and his wrist had a 12-inch circumference with a fin-like hand. So, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen his hand, but it's like literally like more like yeah. a fin. Yeah. It's so sad. It really is. Yeah. His legs were deformed like his right arm, and his feet were enormous. At one point, Joseph injured his hip, which caused it to go lame, and it ended up being so much of a problem that he had to walk with a stick to support himself. It was suspected decades ago that Joseph suffered from a form of... I used to be able to say this flawlessly when I was doing this research. Mm -hmm. Neurofibromatosis. Neurofibromatosis, which is correct. Like, that's what he had. Yeah, okay. A bone and hair analysis from 2003 confirmed that Joseph had something known as... Proteus syndrome. Evidence also suggested that he had Recklinghausen's disease, which is neurofibromatosis one. Mm-hmm. Proteus syndrome affects the tissue cells, while Recklinghausen's disease attacks the nerve cells. Deformities were widely not accepted during the Victorian era and <clears throat> vastly misunderstood. His family believed that Joseph's deformities were brought on due to the fact that his mother was struck by an elephant while attending a fair. When she was pregnant with him. Again, vastly misunderstood. Yeah. Right? It's so So misunderstood. I know. It's so sad. How uneducated people were back then. (sighs) So uneducated. Just what a shitty time to have lived. Mm -hmm. Fuck, man. Whoever was born before, like, let's just say 1950. Mm -hmm. Really? Anybody at at the latest 1940. Was just give, like, they were done a disservice <laughs> being born between that time. Yeah. Like, right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, shitty. Joseph was 10 years old when his mother passed away in 1873, and his life just went downhill from there. His father would be him, and he re- remarried very quickly. Joseph ended up quitting school and running away from home by age 13. By age 17, he was confined in a workhouse but his disabilities and lack of speech caused working to become unmanageable. Four years later, in 1883, Joseph escaped to work in what's called a, or what was called as a freak show. 
These types of shows were very popular back then. Oh, yeah. Largely due to the fact, yeah, that, like I said, deformities were not understood in the slightest. And society had no place for these people. So they joined freak shows. Joseph was depicted as half man, half elephant. How nice. That's horrible. Yeah, it's disgusting. Ugh. While on exhibition, a London doctor named Frederick Treves, or Treves, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, seen Joseph and admitted him to London Hospital in 1886. Frederick was a complete asshole to him and described his appearance as disgusting, degrading, and perverted. What? Okay. Okay, Frederick. Like, that makes no sense. No, I know. It makes no sense. But nothing back then made any fucking sense. No, I guess not. So, right? Wow. Yeah, just one of those things of consider the era, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He basically ran whatever tests or experiments they had available in this era, then basically put him on display, but in a medical fashion. Police were cracking down on these freak shows and shut down the one Joseph was employed in in 1884. He was so tired of having tests and experiments run on him and being degraded by his own doctor that he left the hospital and set out on a European tour with a different freak show. It ended up being worse than the first one he was a part of. His new manager stole his savings and abandoned him. Police later found Joseph, but due to his speech being so underdeveloped and incomprehensible, he was unable to ask for help, but they did find a contact card on him for Dr. Trevs, Treves, mm. however the fuck you say his name. Yeah. Police returned into London Hospital under Dr. Treves' care, and they discovered his condition was rapidly getting worse. The hospital didn't have adequate funds for his intense around-the-clock care that he required, the hospital ended up reaching out to the Times newspaper, requesting help and advice, and they ended up receiving a flood of donations from wealthy individuals, hmm. which is shocking for yeah. back then. Yeah. Shocking. Usually these people were just locked away and throw away the fucking key in a broom closet. Like yeah. nobody gave a single shit generally about people with disabilities because again, it was misunderstood. Yeah. It was a Victorian era was a time of poverty their medical system was like wildly under There was one. There was none. Exactly. <laughs> people were dying from yeah. the common cold. So yeah, like generally people just lock, lock them up and throw away the fucking key. So the fact that there was like a flood of donations coming in, remarkable. Yeah. I'm, remarkable. I'm shocked. Me too. This gave the hospital the ability to care for Joseph for the rest of his life. They were able to give him his own living quarters, which was two rooms in the basement. I'm not sure if they meant the basement of the hospital or or where it was like mm-hmm. his his mm-hmm. his two rooms um but because he was in the hospital like i suspect that's where it was there probably. just wasn't any yeah. like, specification but yeah. probably the basement of the hospital so i have mixed emotions about frederick as a human and a doctor we all know he was very unkind to joseph in the beginning calling his appearance disgusting perverted etc mm. apparently when he returned to the hospital from police like uh joseph yeah Uh, Frederick began to change his views on Joseph and once he took the time to get to know him and learn his speech, he realized that Joseph was actually very intelligent. Frederick visited him on weekends, arranged for short holidays in the countryside, theater visits and wealthy people would come to meet Joseph, such as Princess Alexandra from Wales. Hmm. In his own time, Joseph enjoyed reading and making models of cards Models out of cards. Sorry. Oh, interesting. Um, but models for what? I actually don't know. 
That's a good question. Despite all of these amazing new things Frederick did for Joseph, Joseph was still put on display, still had to entertain guests, and Frederick <sighs> only seemed to really have a change of heart when serious money began flooding into the hospital. It's also been said that Frederick was trying to make a name for himself as a doctor. At whose expense, though? Yeah. Were his motives pure? Was the friendship that he and Joseph created real? Or did he have a hidden agenda and put on a good facade? And we'll never know. No. At least Joseph had finally been given the care and compassion he deserved his entire life. The weight of the masses became so extreme that he required support for his head while awake and sitting. Like while he was sitting. Yeah. He had to sleep in a sitting position with his legs in an upright position and slept with his head on his knees. Every waking and sleeping moment for Joseph was impossibly dangerous and his head weighed so much and needed so much support that it could kill him. He once said, quote, I risk waking up with a broken neck, end quote, or not. On April 11th, 1890, Joseph died in London Hospital while asleep at the age of 27. Autopsies performed by Dr. Treveus revealed that cause of death was due to asphyxiation and dislocation of the neck. Hmm. His head probably fell out of place while he was asleep, causing the dislocation and suffocation. Or it was intentionally done to him while he was sleeping. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at you, Dr. Treves. Mm -hmm. That is a tragic story of Joseph Carey Merrick, the elephant man, and his battle with malicious diseases and a horribly malicious society. It's so sad. It sure is. Yeah. People suck. People do suck. People are mean. People are mean. And like that even, like the way that disabled people have been treated, um, I mean, there's still, it's it's still not fantastic by any stretch of the imagination. No. Like at all. We still live in a very obliced society. Yeah. Um, But like even when my Nana <clears throat> was a kid, she grew up in Ellison in Kelowna here, like mm -hmm. right behind the airport. Yeah. And she told me a story about how one of her neighbors had a disabled, I think it was a son, and I, well, I was going to say potentially it was something like judging by what she's told me, I've wondered if, if that young man had down syndrome mm -hmm. or what his diagnosis was, but, uh, he had a mental diagnosis of some sort. Mm -hmm. And like we talked about, you know, even again, as, as early as, you know, the times of like the 1950s and stuff that it was just lock them up and throw away the key. That young man was locked up basically in like a doghouse in the backyard. That was his life. He wasn't even in the house. And that was one of my Nana's neighbors. And that was normal. That's... Isn't that disgusting? Disgusting. Yeah. That is not far from here. Ugh. I... Yeah, just locked up in, like, a doghouse in the backyard. And you, she'd, like, hear him screaming a lot and stuff. And, like, he just basically lived in a shed. That's fucking horrible. Yeah, it's disgusting. How can you, Horrifying. like, give birth and then be like... Bleh. Yeah, I, I just not care about it. It yeah. came from you. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, how can you willingly treat your baby like that? Like your your child. Yes, that's like, exactly yeah, it. Yeah, like, like that's your fuck. that's your child. How can you regardless, look at your child? Yes, regardless yeah. of what is different. Like, how could you be like, oh, that came from me? Well, pff, not the way I wanted it to look. Yeah. So I'm gonna fucking torture you. Yeah. Or exactly. treat you like a fucking yeah. animal. Oh my god. I know. Oh my god. Yeah, it's horrifying. I couldn't imagine. 
No. And I look at like look at my baby as earthly of my girls. Yeah. And just like, oh my god, I couldn't fucking imagine. No. Like if anybody hurt my daughters, like I'd rip their faces off. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing it myself. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. We write about these psychopaths. We do. Well, and that's like that fucking bitch in my story. Yeah. Right? And her sister, the boys <clears throat> aunt. Like what what? Yeah. The fuck? I know. Yeah. Why? Or like, or like Shelly Nodick. Yes. Right? Like those like those torture ones. My nose is so itchy. Like tickly. It's driving me crazy. Anyways, um, yeah, like the, all the torture. I mean, it's all terrible. But it the is. torture stuff is so specifically vile. Yeah. Oh. It's not okay. No. And when it's your own kids, just like what the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Anyways. Anyways. People are fucked. People suck. Fucking bitches. Fucking bitches. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We're done. Insert the okay. sound because it's better than us doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so social media. I know it's been a while. Yeah, we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but like, I mean, not really. <laughs> so we're uploading videos and TikTok and TikTok. So everything is at my ride or die podcast, mm-hmm. except for Twitter. And then our email is my ride or die podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> so tell your friends. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. Keep listening. Yeah. We are getting back on track. Yes. Recording. Yes. We are getting back on track. I can't wait for us to hit episode 40. That was actually part of my depression. Like not like recording and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, not all of it. Like just depression sucks. And then all everything kind of like yeah, piles on top of it's it. It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. It's, and it's then a beast that feeds itself. Yeah, yeah. And not being able to record because like of all this other shit that was piling on. And it was, yeah, it was bullshit. Absolutely. And now we'll get back on track. Mm-hmm. And yeah, episode 40 will be coming up soon. It's always cool hitting the new, like the new uh, 10, 10 episode marks. I've yep. been like 40, 50, 60, blah, blah, blah. Yep. It's exciting. It is. Awesome. And when we record, even if the studio's not done, we will be recording in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. We are just we are going to record in there even if the studio's not done. Totally. Like, I'm just like, nope. Like, fuck, we got to just start moving shit in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. Yeah, neither can I. I can't wait to start, like, putting up shelves. Like, we'll start, mm-hmm. we can start looking at shelves and stuff. Yeah. And like I said earlier, like, I've bought some decor and stuff already that we can put up on our shelves and all that. And then yeah. we get to go thrift shopping. I need to put that song on. Oh, the thrift song. Yeah, the uh, thrift song from Macklemore. That's it's such a good song. I was song. like, what's his name? It starts with an M. Such a good song. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it, folks. Okay. Peace out, bitches. Bye. Bye. Bye.